Hey, well, hello, folks. This is Jamie Oigel from RunningRestaurants.com. Super, super, super excited to start a new web and podcast series today that I think is going to be incredibly helpful for restaurant operators out there. So you may ask, Jamie, what is it? What do you got? Well, it's called Restaurant Dirt. All the things I did wrong in the restaurant business before finding success. So it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to save you time, money, tears, and frustration. So so let's get into it. Joining me uh, to share the hard-won lessons of restaurant life is Roger Bodwin from Restaurant Rockstars. Roger's a former restaurant owner and operator who had wild success with his restaurants, and we'll get into some of that. Uh, now at Rockstars, he's an author, speaker, coach, consultant, and trainer to restaurant operators all around the world on how to improve their business. Roger, welcome, dude. Thanks for joining me. Jamie, thanks for having me on the show. It's always a blast when uh, we get together. Yeah, and this is going to be different because I know some of Roger's story now, but he's going he's gonna to tell me some stuff I've never heard before because we're going to get into the mistakes of the business and it's going to be uh, it's going to be really insightful. All right, Roger, uh, we're going to cover a lot in this series, but each episode we're going to cover one, two, maybe three topics. And today we've got a couple of good ones teed up. The first has to do with costs and really screwing that up. So I, I know you got something here. Why don't you kick it off with the story for us? Well, you know, um, it took me a while before I really figured out the ins and outs of cost controls in a restaurant. And I made the big mistake early on of believing that I needed a full-blown chef to run my restaurant kitchen because I did not have a fine dining restaurant. But, you know, not knowing anything about the business, I thought that instead of having a kitchen manager, I needed a chef. And I made a couple of mistakes hiring early on where, you know, I had a high-volume restaurant with a pub style menu. And I hired a couple of chefs that really talked a good game. They came from really well-known, reputable restaurants, but I would, I would liken those restaurants as more of an art gallery experience versus a production factory, which my restaurants were. We had 300 seats and we cranked a lot of volume through there. And, you know, two of the chefs that I had hired, their costs were just completely out of the water. And uh, one of them in particular was putting, you know, 16-year aged cheddar cheese on our hamburgers and putting a whole lemon on every single fish and every single Caesar salad dish. And, you know, he gave me some costs that after I calculated them, none of the math added up. And is it any wonder that I had like a 42% food cost when I should have had a 27%? So that happened early on. And I quickly realized that I did not need a, you know, a really uh, credentialed chef, as it were. And when I later found out is this particular chef worked for a very wealthy restaurant owner who didn't care anything about making money in this restaurant. It was simply a show place for his friends. He could afford to lose money and he didn't care about food costs. So it really was an art gallery experience where he just told the chef, put out amazing food. I don't care what it costs. And then all of a sudden, those are the bad habits that are acquired over many years in a career. And then you come into a place like mine where every penny matters. And that was the huge difference. So it was a huge eye opener early on when, you know, you realize that your costs should be X and they turn out to be Y and Z. It was crazy. Roger, I want to talk about that. Um, every penny matters, right? We're in an economy and a business uh, where things are changing so fast. Costs are going up. Your people, um, technology, food, <clears throat> everything's increasing. Nothing is getting easier. So people got to watch every single penny. So when you make a mistake like that, that it, it kills you really, really fast. So you got into systems. You found kind of that be the solution. But, but what else happened that was wrong that really made you change everything that you did? 
Well, you know, that was just one particular experience uh, among many, but it made me dig really, really deep into restaurant numbers and finances. And, you know, I had a business background, but I guess my biggest mistake was taking for granted that the people I hired had the skills because they had been in the business for so much longer than I was. And I had to learn as I went along. So it really just came down to costing out every single item on the menu right down to the garnish. And that's every single item in every single category. And I found out quickly that if it goes on the plate, you need to cost it out, know what it costs, and then figure out what your reasonable profit should be item by item. And that was the start. But then over a couple of years, you know, I got even smarter and I realized, you know, even though I know what everything costs to put it on the plate, everything isn't equally profitable. And there are higher profit items and lower profit items. And then I figured, I, I suddenly said to myself, why should there be anything less profitable than anything else? So it is possible to design a menu where every single item in each category contributes a very similar if not equal profit. And in my consulting roles today, working with lots of restaurants, I find out that very few restaurants are doing that. I've yet to come across one that I've worked with that even you know, thought of that concept. And when we do a product mix report and we dig deep into their, you know, their item by item profits, we realize that uh, you know, there's lower profit items that are just taking sales away from high profit items. And in a lot of cases, the lower profit items are the most popular items that are selling. So that was that was just a huge, huge eye opener a long, long time ago. And, you know, I mentioned earlier that every penny counts and it really had to because, again, I had a seasonal operation. And when when the winter was over and I shut my doors for eight months, it's like I had to make every penny count, make every dollar profit possible. And one of the key ways of doing that was, you know, designing a menu for similar, if not equal profit across the board. Yeah, I, I always love this part of the story. And, and if you, you got to catch what Roger just said there, he's closed for eight months out of year. You only got four months to maximize it. And it's like anything, when you have a deadline, you actually make stuff happen. So he had four months to make profit. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen and he's dead. So uh, that tight window makes you focus on every single detail of your business. And that's why I love uh, having him on for our audience and teach because he learned that you got to make every every everything everything count. So. We, uh, we didn't go crazy with visuals today, uh, but uh, forgot to use this fancy slide with Rogers. Isn't, isn't he handsome right there? Very nice. Um, and uh, But we do have uh, one spreadsheet up um, uh, today, and, and this is something that I know you use for cost. And then you have a bevy of spreadsheets in, in your book. Yeah. And people got to pick that up if, if, they, if they haven't. But if, this, if we want to talk about one simple tool about costing today, we had this uh, spreadsheet up there. What are some quick tips that everyone's got to uh, plug in? Well, this is the uh, the very basics for every single item that you plan on putting on a menu. And so many restaurants make the mistake of, you know, putting items on a menu that they think that the customer wants or it's what my competitor down the street has. And they may just pull that item right off of someone else's menu and say, oh, I've got to have nachos or I've got to have, you know, a cheddar cheeseburger or wings or whatever it is. And they they see that their competitor down the street might be charging, you know, $9.99 for a plate of wings. So they think, oh, you know, I'm just going to price it. And that is a complete mistake. It's like, again, you've got to know every single um, every single ingredient that goes into every single dish and you need to list it on a spreadsheet like this. Now this has an auto calculating feature. Uh, this is directly from my book, Rock Your Restaurant, where I present all these fully automated spreadsheets with locked formulas. You can't mess this up if you understand what to do. 
But if you look at this on the left-hand side, it starts with item names. So let's just say this is the appetizer category. Maybe this is the barbecue wings. So you would list out, okay, the ingredient on the left, you've got chicken wings. So how many ounces of chicken wings are you gonna put on the plate? And then you do the math, cost per ounce. So every single restaurant gets an order guide and invoices from your supplier. And all of the prices that you pay for these items in the quantity that they come in appears on both the order guide and the invoices. So it's pretty simple math. If you're getting chicken wings in, by the pound, you simply divide how many um, you know ounces are you going to put on the plate, and just plug in these numbers. And then in the far right uh, column where it says total, it's going to automatically calculate what it's going to cost you to put the chicken on the plate. And then you've got maybe barbecue sauce or hot sauce or whatever. You've got a garnish. You've got parsley. All those things enter into it, and uh, you just simply list every single ingredient. You break everything down into ounces. Um, cost per ounce, and then it'll automatically calculate your total. And then when you get at the bottom, your plate cost total is what it costs you to put it in front of the customer, just in terms of cost of goods for the ingredients. Your menu cost is what you're charging the customer, or the price that you uh, charge on the menu for that item. And then again, this is an auto-calculating spreadsheet, so it simply divides. Um, it's going to divide plate cost by menu cost, and that's gonna give you your food cost percentage, and then your profit per plate, of course, is you're simply subtracting your cost of goods for that item from the price you charge your, your customer on the menu, and that gives you your profit per plate. So then once you've got one of these uh, spreadsheets for every single item in each category, then you do a comparison. You run a product mix report for the last three months minimum if you don't change your menu that often. So let's just say um, the product mix report tells you every single item you sold on your menu, how many volume, how many of each you sold, how much you charge for each one, and then it gives you a total dollar value of, you know, and that's not profit, that's simply sales. But once you know the volume of sales, then I used to just transfer that to the to each one of these sheets and then compare, okay, the you know, the wings are three dollars more profitable than the nachos, and I sold you know, 250 nachos, but I sold 500 wings. So obviously 250 lower profit items got sold over the higher profit item. And that's, you know, it's really, really basic stuff, but that's kind of the eye opener that tells you, let's go back to the drawing board because I don't want to lose $3 profit every time I sell, you know, that lower profit item. And I find time and time again that restaurants are busy, they're filling their seats, but they're wondering why they're not making any money, their bank account's not growing, and this is probably a key indicator because their menu just isn't profitable or it's not profitable enough. And that's a very simple calculation that it's gonna tell you why you're not making any money. Right, good stuff, Roger. You know, I, I wrote down a couple things there, uh, but, but my little thing that I highlighted is uh, simple, but hard, and what I mean by that is this is a, obviously a very simple thing that you just talked about. Anybody can do this, right? Oh, yeah. the ingredients and bring, but but but, mm -hmm. but it's hard because you got to do it. You got to get in the weeds. You got to pull out these numbers. Right. You got to keep on it. You got to you got to be aggressive about this as a process. And I think you started the conversation with um, people aren't doing it, and so then I wrote down right. you know, what percentage yes. of restaurants are doing this. And if you're listening to this and you're not doing it, you know you should do it. Well then, you know, then you know, finish this presentation and and get in your kitchen and do and do this stuff first. Like this is first. If you're wondering what what, what Roger said, 
why you're not making money at the end of the day, it's because you're selling the wrong stuff or you're selling too much of the wrong stuff and you're leaving profit uh, that otherwise could be in your pocket. And you can't, you can't afford to do it right now. No, no. Um, yep. Raj, I, 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 we, we could dig into this stuff and we've covered some of this stuff and, 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 I, and I love it. But uh, from a mistake standpoint, I think we kind of hit that um, you can really mess up your cost. It could be uh, poor oversight. It could be the wrong people. It could be not doing this simple task of tracking it. So there's, there's very simple mistakes that are huge impact. Any last thoughts on cost before we jump to the, that next topic? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the biggest, but you hit it on it as well. Um, this is a little bit of homework up front, but once this homework is done once, then this spreadsheet exists forever. And all you do is just plug in the numbers and then it'll automatically calculate. So this is a basic system that, you know, you either have a system or you're going to spin your wheels for months losing money and wondering why. So this is just one of 14 different ones. But the other important is inventory. I mean, you and I, James, talk about this all the time. I mean, so many restaurants do not take a regular inventory. And I'll leave you with this thought. It's like you got to think of every single item in your walk-in or wherever you store it as cold, hard cash until it's either sold, thrown in the trash, stolen, or eaten by an employee, you know? And you wouldn't just leave $100 bills lying around in your walk-in for anyone to take or touch or, you know, steal. So inventory is another critical system, and we have a spreadsheet for that as well that makes that simple. So do the homework now, work on your business now, and that just frees up your time later so you can focus on all the other important aspects of running your restaurant. But at least you got peace of mind knowing that your costs are in line and that you're in what I call your sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely, because there's literally you know hundreds of details of running your business, and, I, and, and you know it because you lived it. And I appreciate the, the fact that restaurant operators juggle so, so much, but you got to have this, these pieces in place. So, so we'll, maybe we'll do this, the, the second one on, on a little bit shorter, a shorter basis and, sure. and let it marinate there. But people make hiring mistakes. You've made them. Uh, yes. I've made them. Every single person who's listened to this has made a hiring mistake. Um, t- tell me one of yours and then we'll kind of maybe see what we can learn from it. All right. Well, I've got a couple of those. And I guess I'm going to start this conversation by too often I see the help wanted signs in the windows of restaurants as you drive by or the help wanted ads in the newspaper. And that is the wrong approach to hiring. That's not the way to get the best people. But yeah, early on in my business, when I first uh, was opening the doors, the biggest mistake I ever made was hiring a chef that was really, really talented. And I think his culinary skills just sort of, I had blinders on. He, he was such an amazing chef and his food was so delicious. And, uh, you know, he was he was working at a seasonal place on the island in Nantucket. And I went over there and, you know, to interview him. And he just, all weekend, he's just putting out food like you wouldn't believe. It was incredible. And I'm like, oh my God, if you make food like this in my place, I'm gonna have lines down the street. And that jaded me. So I checked, you know, I I asked around a couple of people on the island and he was this friendly guy. Everyone seemed to like him, but I didn't dig deep for his past history. And I ended up hiring this guy. And uh, the crux of the story is I was about three, four weeks out from opening the restaurant and uh, we still hadn't purchased all our kitchen equipment that we needed. And I got a call from this chef. He's in uh, New York at some restaurant auction. He says, everything we need is pennies on the dollar, you know, and I can rent a U-Haul truck and bring it up this weekend to Maine and blah, blah, blah. And something didn't seem quite right to me, but I was under a bunch of deadlines and a lot of stress. I had known this guy for about a month at this point. He had been up several weekends cooking all that amazing food. And I wired this guy $40,000 to a bank and uh, it ended up disappearing into a casino in the state of Connecticut. And it turned into an FBI investigation. 
And I later found out that he was a professional con man and he had taken several restaurants for everything they had. And I was just his latest victim. So it was a real, real uh, bitter pill to swallow. Three weeks out from opening your restaurant, you just lost $40,000 of precious working capital. That's about the biggest mistake I've ever made in this business. Uh, I don't know what to say there, Rod. That one is right up there, buddy. Uh, how do you how do you recover from that? And and then and then yeah. what um what would what would kind of be the next uh, <laughs> the next largest small or slash smallest mistake you made in that in that in that? Because I know you 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 ended up figuring out that people equation like like nobody else. Uh, so that yeah, would have been a hard, hard lesson. And I know I know you yeah. know the people part later on. Well, you know, I could tell you stories all day long, but I definitely hired a couple of kitchen people that, um, you know, uh, really crazy stuff happened to. But one of them was wanted in a murder investigation. And as soon as the rest of the staff found out about this, it was almost like, you know, some of the tragedies that you hear on the news, like everyone got really, really squirrely and it shut down service for a couple of hours. Obviously, we had to let that person go. He ended up being acquitted. So, you know, was he guilty? He was acquitted uh, in this investigation. But, you know, you got to dig deep. Right. It's all about hiring the right people and checking the references and building what I call your dream team and relying on your A-team players, you know, your A-staff to make recommendations of people they know well that they know will fit the chemistry and the culture of your restaurant. And that's how I went on to build, you know, that dream team. So even though I had this seasonal restaurant at a 90% retention rate, in a business that's known for extremely yeah. high turnover. So everyone had to go get other jobs in in the springtime and come back to me in the fall. But we built such a chemistry in this culture of hospitality, family, and fun, I call it, that it led to this 90% retention rate after we got all the mistakes out of the way. And we, you know, we learned from our mistakes early on and we just moved forward and then we became unstoppable. Yeah, man, so uh, I have talked to Roger enough to know this, this part of his story and, um really the people became the equation they became the sales stars that just kicked butt they had culture they had fun they they wanted to come to work they referred other great people and that become a virtuous cycle of just of, of, and i'm sure it started from the top with roger's philosophy and and how he treated people um but uh you know a 60 60 second people tip what what would you say restaurants out there that are struggling to find people not sure how to motivate how to lead yes. give people 60 seconds of, uh, of knowledge what do you got well, once I learned the right approach and crafted that approach for my business, I stopped hiring for experience and I started hiring for approach, personality, and a true desire to serve the public. And I could teach the rest. And that served me probably the best for the rest, you know, the next 20 years of my business. I hired for approach, personality, and a true desire to serve and be a team player. And I didn't care about experience, man. The experience came, but the experiences that every member of my team delivered to my customers built my brand and built my business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if you listen to more Roger stuff, he, he built a whole uh, sales and service training program that really was a part of the success. And uh, we'll get into that in another session. But uh, today's goal was to, I'm going to flip through some things. Today's goal was to uh, talk about some mistakes because everybody has them. Everybody does them. Everybody needs to learn from them. If we can help one or two or, or 10 people out there avoid a couple of, this, of these big ones in their business, that's what we're trying to do. So we're going we're gonna to run through a series. Of these. It's going to be fun. Uh, stay tuned to um, uh, the channel, and I'm going to tell you where we are and where you can find us because uh, we're definitely getting more uh, uh, 
presentations out there on the web. So, so um, in, in terms of restaurant uh, running restaurants, uh, definitely check us out on the website. We'll always put the new stuff there. On Facebook, we put uh, new posts and articles and so forth. You can find us at uh, slash run, uh, running restaurants. On Twitter, I am at Jamie Oikel. On Instagram, I'm at Jamie Oikel. YouTube at Jamie Oikel. And we are now on the iTunes, uh, Google Play stores on under running restaurants. So putting out content there. So so uh, stay tuned for that. Find us in all those places. Roger stuff is absolutely awesome. Tell, tell me where they can find you, Roger. Yeah, restaurantrockstars.com is our main website. And that gives an overview of you know all the different systems that I've put in place in restaurants uh, in 23 countries around the world. We also have a podcast there, the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. You can subscribe to that on iTunes right from uh, the website. And again, we're on Twitter as well at Restaurant Rock One, and uh, yeah, and on Facebook, Restaurant Rockstars. Yeah, definitely check check Roger out. Uh, check our stuff out. What what I'm finding, I've been doing a lot of uh, podcasting myself uh, in terms of listening to stuff. And man, it gets me energized for for my, for my day. Uh, this morning, I listened to uh, I don't know 45 minutes. Um, this morning of uh, business talk and just uh, what's going on. And it goes, man, I mean, now I'm going to get going. So I encourage folks to subscribe to my stuff. Subscribe to Roger. It gives you these quick tips. And you can go, man, if I do that today, the business is really going to help uh, us do this one, two, three things. And, and and when you don't do that, you get stagnant and so forth. So I encourage folks to just plug in, uh, pull up our stuff because we're going to try to kick butt for you and help you out. And uh, that's it. That's what I got. Any, any other closing thoughts, Roger? Hmm. Pennies equals dollars, James. You got to watch every penny in your business and you got to focus on what I call the thousand details. So I've got a lot of mantras, but I've always said that uh, even if you get 990 of those details right, it's the 10 you miss that the customer always sees. So train your staff to think like owners, open their eyes, see what the customer sees before they see it and fix it if it's broken. Awesome. Yeah, you are right there, Roger. All right, well, folks, awesome stuff, great stuff. I appreciate it. This has been Jamie Oichel from runningrestaurants.com along with Roger Bodwin from restaurantrockstars.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to us. We'll see you soon. Thanks very much, James. See you later.